Well, good morning. Uh, uh, for those of you who are uh, visiting us today, a warm welcome. Uh, over this uh, term here at St Mary's, we've been looking at three church core values, which involved um, showing Christ-like love, and nurturing biblical faith, and offering gospel hope. But today we're thinking about showing Christ-like love. And children, you're normally out during the sermon, so you haven't had a chance to hear about these values. So we thought it would be really good for you just to hear a sermon uh, from the sermon series. So, what does love actually mean? What does love actually mean? Perhaps the answer lies inside a packet of love hearts. Do you want to open up your packet and see what the uh, messages are inside? Have a look at them. Are there any that you could give to somebody next to you, I wonder? It might say, hug me. One of mine says, dream on. Thank you. Okay. I've got awesome. So, can, have you shared one yet? Okay. Swizzle's love hearts were uh, given or created in the 1930s. They've been going for almost 100 years. And the messages have sort of changed over the years, but a lot of them are like this. Put them up on the screen. Be happy. It's going to come. Be happy. Did you get that one? Everybody have be happy? Or kiss me. Do you have kiss me? Or how about I love you? Anyone have that one? Sometimes you get marry me, which is always a quite a powerful one to have. Or over the years, there's been spoil me. And that's almost quite like today, is the sense of you know, self-love is the thing that people talk a lot about. But that's how love hearts describe love. It's reserved for boyfriends and girlfriends, husbands and wives, uh, the way we want to treat ourselves. But is that right? Is that the best definition of love? that we can come up with, a love-heart definition. Well, according to the Bible uh, that we heard this morning, the reading, there is a much better definition. So have a look at your service sheets, and you'll look at the passage there that's there for you, printed out uh, on the, the service sheets. It's the one, not the baptism one, it's the other sheet. It's the one that's got the passage written out. And have a look at verse 10 with me, and it says this. This is love. Not that we loved God, but that he loved us. In other words, if you really want to know what love is, don't start with human relationships, with how humans love. Start instead with our creator, our God. God is love, says John. 
Love is at the very heart of, our, of his being. It marks the nature of that relationship between God the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. One God in these three persons in a loving, bound relationship to one another. And it's a love which overflows into creation, which led to creation, which led to us here this morning. Look at how God loves, says John, and then we'll know what true love looks like. And look at what John says next. Remember, John, the apostle, is one of those 12 disciples that Jesus uh, chose and appointed to tell the world what he said and did. So John says this, and so we're getting it right from the horse's mouth. One of Jesus' chosen men. This is love, not that we loved God, but that he loved us and sent his son as an atoning sacrifice for our sins. In other words, when we think about love, we should think about Jesus. Jesus performed the greatest act of love the world has ever known. He didn't have to, but because of his deep concern for you and for me, because we're precious to him, because we're deeply loved by him, because he could see the broken relationship between us and God our Father, and the danger we would be ending up in at the end of our lives, far away from God in hell. Jesus came down from heaven, left behind all its comforts and joys, and sacrificed his own life on the cross for us. And because he is the one and only Son of God, because he was spotless and pure, his death atoned for all the wrong things we've done and through what people have done throughout history. Now, to atone means to put, to put at one again, that which is broken and torn apart. And that's what Jesus does. He reunites us with God. He repairs that broken relationship. He takes the spiritually dead and makes them spiritually alive. Now, a few years ago, the author Sam Mabrachny wrote a little children's book called Guess How Much I Love You. Anybody got that story at home? Anybody read that one? A few, a few, just a few of us, not that many. Well, on the back of the book, it says this. Let me go and find it. It says this. Uh, sometimes, when you love someone very, very much, you want to find a way to describe how great your feelings are. But as little nut brown hair and big nut brown hair discover, love is not an easy thing to measure. So let me read just the first few pages to you. Little nut brown hair was going to bed. He held on very tight to big nut brown hair's very long ears, and he said, guess how much I love you. Oh, I don't think I could guess that, said big nut brown hair. There should be a slide. There should be a picture up there. Up there. There we are. I love you this much, he said. Let's go back a slide to the smaller hair. Should be there. There we are. That's the small one. With his small arms. I love you this much, stretching out his arms. Oh, thought big nut brown hair. But I love you this much, stretching out his even bigger arms. And that's what Jesus does for us on the cross. He stretches out his arms and shows us just how much he loves us. And so, asking that question, does God love me, we don't need to guess anymore, because Jesus has shown us that he does love us through the cross. If you look at verse 9, 
Again, it's on your, your sheets, or it'll be on the screen. This is how God showed his love among us. He sent his one and only son into the world that we might live with him. So God has shown his love in flesh and blood. It's this love that Jesus has for each one of us that draws people to him from all over the world today. So we can now answer that question, love equals... Got that question mark? So what does love equal? We've got the answer. The next slide shows us that love equals the cross of Jesus. That is love, says John. There's nothing like it. And it's that Christ-like love that's to be the pattern for every Christian today. And we see that in verse 11. Dear friends, since God so loved us, we also ought to love one another. Which is why showing Christ-like love is one of our core values as a church here at St. Mary's. It's said that when the Apostle John, who wrote this, was very, very old, he used to be carried into church in the city of Ephesus in the arms of his disciples. And he was so frail that he was unable to say anything other than just a few words that he repeated over and over again. Little children, love one another. Little children, love one another. Little children, love one another one another. Well, before we think about what it actually looks like, I want to just clarify one point from that passage for those of you who've um, looked at it, uh, which might be a bit confusing. So children, don't worry if you don't get this sort of extra bonus point to the talk. There's a little uh, word search on the back of the, your sheets. You might like to have a go at that uh, just for the next couple of minutes. But I want us to look at verse 7 and 12. People up on the screen, can we see that? It's a bit small, but it's on your sheet as well. In verse 7, John says, Everyone who loves has been born of God and knows God. And in verse 12, he says, If we love one another, well, God lives in us, and his love is made complete in us. And sometimes people, when they read these words, think, Well, that's great. I'm kind and loving. If that's all God's want, that's great. I don't need to bother with church or Jesus. I can just carry on uh, living my life as I want. And when I die, well, God will welcome me to heaven with open arms. I've lived a good life. But that would be to misread what John is saying here. What John is actually saying is that loving one another, by which he means loving your fellow Christians, is a mark of whether you're a genuine believer, whether you've been born again spiritually, whether you're known by God and in personal relationship with him. So when John writes in verse 7, Dear friends, let us love one another, for love comes from God. It's a sign that everyone who loves like that has been born of God and knows God. Everyone who loves like that, who has a heart for the welfare of other Christians, who puts gathering with other believers uh, week by week as a priority in their lives, is showing that God, by his Spirit, is living inside them. It's a mark that they are spiritually alive. On the other hand, if the thought of being part of a church leaves you cold, it's a strong sign that that new spiritual birth has yet to take place in your life. But there's nothing stopping you to just come on board and ask God for that new birth. Verse 12, no one has ever seen God, but if we love one another, it's a sign that, verse 12, God lives in us. It's all the difference between seeing church as something you attend and seeing church as something you belong to as God's family. 
Well, that was the bonus point. Now, let's think about uh, applying all this. How do we show Christ-like love? Well, let's just take three examples. And again, your uh, love hearts might help you here. Did anyone get a call me or a text me or an email me? Anyone? None of that? Oh, we must have some, a different version of love hearts. For those are the main ones over the years that have been used. They've been updated from call me to text me and email me. The first way we can show Christ-like love is by thinking about how we can sacrifice some of our own time to love others, to give them a call, to encourage them, and see how they are. And in that space provided on your sheets, you might sort of put a name, perhaps somebody you haven't seen a church family in church for a while, or you're visiting us, somebody you haven't been in contact for a while. How can you show your love for them? We have a pastoral team here at St. Mary's, and they're meeting this Wednesday. Perhaps you think, well, I'd like to be part of that. A lot of unseen, hidden care that takes place in our church family through the work of the pastoral team. How about, well, other ways you could, you could show your love. You could call someone and say, come, come and share a meal with me. Come and spend time together. That's the first way we can love one another. The second one, don't forget to be kind, sweet. That was another one, be kind. Well, how can we as Christians be kind to one another? That's another sign that God is at work in our lives. Perhaps children in your children's group, Sunday by Sunday, or in Pathfinders or Ignite, there's someone who's you might find difficult to get along with. Or perhaps as adults, we find in church, there's always that someone who just niggles us and we find it difficult to get along with. We could just ignore them. Or someone's new, we could just ignore them and just stay with the people that we know. But showing Christ-like love, it's a bit costly. And it's about making the effort to get to know who people are new, to bring people into your group, to make them feel welcome. Jesus didn't want to go to the cross, but he did it for us because we needed it, because it's the only way to save us and put us right with God. And if we disagree with others within the church about, well, I don't know, what to, how to care for the environment, or what songs to sing, or how uh, warm to heat our buildings, or any other number of subjects, we could get angry with each other, or impatient, or frustrated. And our response must always be to love one another, to be kind. There was a report out this week uh, that young people are coming out of school much more intolerant of the views of people they don't agree with than previous generations. But church is to be different. It's to be a place where we show Christ-like love to one another when we are different. And we're to talk to people to their face rather than behind their backs. Well, call me. Be kind. One more thing. One more thing I found in my search, my, my deep personal research of love hearts this week. Uh, your mine. Your mine. But it made me think about actually our attitude towards money. Because we often think, when we think about our money, oh, you're mine, you're all mine. But for Christians, we're called to think differently. We're called to think that it all belongs to God. It all comes from Him in the first place. And it's all yours, all yours, we're to think. And one of the ways that we as Christians show love for one another is the way we use our money. We could spend it all on ourselves, but actually we give back to God what belongs to him, 
And many Christians here, we, we tithe our money. But also, here as a church, we're building up a hardship fund to help us face the winter that lies ahead for those who are struggling in our church family. And if you are struggling, we'd love you to let us know, see if we can help you financially with this uh, small hardship fund we're, we're, we're building up. And it may be that you're being particularly blessed and you'd like to give in to that hardship fund. Well, please let us know and we'll help you to do that. So different ways in which we can love one another. But I've almost finished. I focused really on uh, Christians loving one another, Christians, because that's the focus of this passage, this part of God's word. But of course, Christians are called to love their neighbors as themselves, whoever they are, whatever they believe. But you see, it's within the Christian community that we learn how to love. And then we take those lessons out into our schools, out into our workplaces, out into our clubs, out into our streets, out into our town. It may sound strange to put it this way, but St. Mary's and every church is God's love school. It's where we get to practice showing Christ-like love to each other. So we learn then to, to love anyone, whoever they are. So there we are. Final slide. Love equals, not just love equals love. Some people say that today. That's not what the Bible teaches. It's love equals Christ-like love, cross-shaped love. That's the love we're to have for each other. Let's uh, bow our heads for a quick pray. Father God, would you pour your Holy Spirit into our hearts and help us to love in the way that you have loved us. Amen. Amen.